You're listening to Love and War with David Harwood. This is a weekly podcast where David offers spiritual insights that are aimed to enhance your relationship with God, yourself, and others. If you are edified by what you hear, please recommend this podcast to people you love. Now, here's David. Fellowship and the God of Hope It is a high honor to speak of God in such a way that opens up multitudes to a fresh revelation of their God. There are some defining moments in sacred history when this happened. These insights were often connected to a place. Abraham called the place Adonai Yireh, which has been translated, The Lord Will Provide, or The Lord Our Provider. It actually means the Lord will see with the inference that he will provide what he sees is needed. That is how the complete Jewish Bible translates and makes sense of this. Genesis twenty-two fourteen, Avraham called the place Adonai Ireh. Adonai will see to it. Adonai provides. As it is said to this day on the mountain, Adonai is seen. An English semi-transliteration of the Hebrew has become a part of many Jesus followers' vocabulary. Jehovah Jireh. We are those who choose to see God as the one who foresees and is aware of what is needed and provides. Abraham is not alone. Both Moses and Gideon named altars after their experience with God. Moses built an altar and named it the Lord is my banner, Exodus seventeen fifteen. Then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and named it The Lord is Peace, Judges six twenty four. Recall that Ezekiel prophesied that someday God's city will be named after the Lord's presence, and the name of that city from that day shall be. The Lord is there, Ezekiel 48:35b. Perhaps the most personal of his titles have to do with people laying claim to him. God himself endorses being described as the God who belongs to people. He is, quote, the Lord my God, quote, the Lord your God, quote, the Lord our God. These are names. He belongs to those who belong to him. Examples of this practice abound. Here are several of these types of descriptions of God. Exodus 15.2 The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. Second Samuel 22.2-3a He said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. Psalm 23, 1a, the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 27, 1a, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Lamentations 3.24, The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I have hope in him. Hebrews 13.6a, 
so that we confidently say, The Lord is my helper. I think that Jesus made the most powerful of these declarations. Who is God to him? John 20, 17, Jesus said to her, Stop clinging to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my Father and your Father, and my God and your God. These chosen worshipers chose God, described him, and named him. To them he was my strength and song, my salvation, my God and my Father's God, my rock, fortress, and deliverer, my shield, stronghold, and refuge, my Savior, my shepherd, my light and my salvation, my portion, my helper. This brief discussion provides some background to what Paul did. In Romans 15, the apostle gave God a new title. He is the God of hope. Romans 15:13 Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the place Abraham stood, God saw and provided. Moses worshiped at the altar of the Lord, my victory banner. Gideon commemorated his calling and named an altar Adonai Shalom. Ezekiel prophesied that the Lord would be so present in Jerusalem that the city would be called, The Lord is there. In each place, the Lord received a new name. Paul had found a relational place in which he encouraged believers to abide. In that spiritual space, he named him the God of Hope. Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus the Messiah, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exult in hope of the glory of God. We believers stand in the place of grace. In that favor zone, we exult in the hope of experiencing the ultimate goodness of God. This God, the God of hope, is the one Paul invoked in Romans 15, 13. It is a name, and it is an important name. This title reveals a significant way God identified himself through the apostle. Through infallible inspiration, Paul called him the God of hope, and this God does not change. I believe that the Lord proclaims to us today, I am the God of hope. Let's take him at his apostle's word. This God will fill believers with all joy and peace as they trust in him. How will he fill us with all joy and peace? Through answered prayer decrees. Romans fifteen thirteen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit get your attention through this verse. It indicates that it is God's will for you to overflow with confident expectation. 
I have been applying this verse to us individually. Now I want to emphasize that this benediction was given to communities of believers who resided in Rome. You is plural. Let's reread it together. Let's consider it together with the following verse, Romans 15, 13, and 14. Now may the God of hope fill all of you with all joy and peace in believing so that all of you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And concerning all of you, my brethren, I myself also am convinced that all of you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able also to admonish one another. Paul was blessing and commending corporate entities. These disciples were in relationship with one another. They were functioning members of one body. The redeemed Jews and Gentiles in Rome had a common eschatological expectation. They were called to admonish one another in line with their shared hope. After all, it is as we maintain the hope of the Lord's return and our glorification that we pursue holiness. 1 John 3, 3. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him, because we will see him just as he is, and everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. This holiness is relational. It is pursued in community with people who are hoping for the Lord Jesus' return. The primary war we experience is a conflict over our faithfulness to the Messiah. We are not to be isolated and fight this fight alone. In fact, we've been exhorted to watch over the state of one another's hearts. Let's review a couple of verses from Hebrews 3, 13 and 14. But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of the Messiah if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. When someone's hope weakens, let others gather around them and exhort them to maintain an eternal perspective. This is important for the health of the Messiah's body. This is also relevant regarding temporal promises and temporal hopes. An individual's deferred temporal hope may make their heart sick. This type of sickness may infect others and consequently sap their spiritual vitality. But there's another kind of contagion. Hope is contagious, and believers need to be and be around expectant people. Let's encourage one another. Let's strengthen one another's hope in our Father's faithfulness. Wouldn't it be wonderful to be a people who have embraced God-guaranteed expectancy? What a great social and spiritual environment that would be. Can this be done? Is there anything too hard for God? Jeremiah thirty-two seventeen. Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. Hope. Love and War is written and presented by David Harwood. 
theme song is Skirmish from the album Spontaneous Combustion by Leonard Jones. David has written several books, including God's True Love and his latest, Hope Again, Strengthening the Anchor of Your Soul, which contains a collection of daily devotionals. You can find links to these and others by visiting loveofgodproject.org and clicking on the book section. If you'd like to reach out to David, you can go to our Facebook page, Love and War DH, or send an email to loveofgodproject at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends.